Today officially begins our March for Missions campaign for 2019. Uh, next three weeks we'll have guest speakers. Uh, but the first week, and, and we've been doing this for the last two years, the first week of March for Missions, uh, we really have set aside as a day to uh, kind of give you a report on some of the highlights of the last year uh, and also a preview uh, of some things to come. Most of our mission kind of slate of missionaries and efforts kind of continues from year to year. Uh, if you're new here at Northwest, there's a couple things you need to know. One is that this church is incredibly generous towards missions, incredibly generous. Uh, our goal for this year, and it was for last year, was is to raise $110,000 in cash and pledges on one Sunday for missions. So on the first Sunday of March, we're going to do the collection after the sermon. And, and on that collection, we're going to commit as a congregation to fully fund uh, the group of missionaries that our missions committee has selected for this year. Uh, you look at our March for Missions effort, our missions committee has kind of keyed in on three main areas for us to work with as a congregation. One of those is missionaries that are doing uh, foreign mission work, work in uh, the mission field all around the world. We have uh, missionaries in, in multiple continents spread all over uh, doing mission work in all kinds of different ways, uh, each of them using their own spiritual giftedness and to connect with the people that are in their community in the way that they uh, have been called by God to do that. Uh, so one of the ways is by supporting uh, foreign missionaries in their work. Uh, the second one is by sending Northwest members to do international mission work around the world. Uh, in the past couple of years, I know we've had the Nussbaums go to both Japan and Ecuador, uh, and some of them to Honduras. We had uh, Alton's been to Guyana. Uh, Betty has been uh, to several places, including India, where we've kind of got an orphanage that's going. So we send our members all over the world to do all kinds of, uh, of work, uh, short-term mission work. And then we also have stuff that we're doing in our community, Northwest Missions to Oklahoma City. Uh, where those of you who are in here find ways to build bridges into the lives of our, uh, of our community and our neighbors and your neighbors and your coworkers, uh, so that God can uh, come through you into their lives and that through you they might come to know Christ and his church, local missions. Uh, Northwest, the $110,000 goal uh, is about one-fifth to one-fourth of our annual giving. Uh, we're a church that's committed to missions, we're excited about missions, uh, and we're excited to talk to you today about what a lot of our uh, missionaries at Northwest have done. Today we're, we're going to be featuring a lot the Honduras work that, we, uh, that includes a lot of our teens, and we want to let you know how that work is going, uh, partly because uh, it's the work that involves the most of our members going overseas to do work, and partly because it's also going to really let you see uh, the work uh, of the Carsons, two of our international missionaries that are doing great work in the kingdom uh, in Honduras, and let you see what they're, uh, what they're doing. I want to begin uh, this morning, though, by reading Romans chapter 15. It's the text that was read earlier, and I want to read it again. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 17 through 21. Paul writes to the church in Rome, Therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Elycrim, 
I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. Paul had an incredible passion to tell anyone that had never heard about Jesus who he was and what he meant. Anyone who was a Jew or Gentile, slave or free, he wanted them to know the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and the kingdom and what it meant. Paul proclaimed Jesus Christ everywhere he went. And, and I think as, as I've been thinking about March for Missions in this church and this congregation and how we not only support missions internationally, but participate internationally. And we, we do it locally. And as this year, we're thinking about what it means to come along our missionaries in both prayer and participation. I, I think that we can, and I hope next year can even more say at Northwest, we glory in Christ Jesus in our service to God. We do not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through us in leading others to obey God by what we have said and done. By the power of the word and deed, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Oklahoma City all the way around to Honduras and the Philippines, we have been fully proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has always been our ambition to preach the gospel where Christ is not known. So that as it was written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. Uh, this morning, we want to tell you about some of our efforts as a congregation over the last year to do exactly that. That by work and deed, by the power of the Spirit, our members have gone, uh, and, to, and we're going to mostly talk about Honduras here in the first part, to Honduras and share the love of God with people who can respond to it. So Nathan's going to come up and be kind of my co-host. He's our team leader for the Honduras trip. Uh, and our youth minister, here, we'll come down here. I'll come to you. I'll come to you. Um, and who are we having up first? Translator. We're having our translator. This year was our first year to be able to take uh, some translators from our congregation uh, to Honduras. And we had two, Raphael and Claudia. So if you can come down. And we just want to visit with you a little bit about your experience. Um, now, we've had translators before that we've hired, right? Yeah, uh, we've had native Hondurans who are uh, fluent in both Spanish and English who have worked with us, and that's been a really good thing to bridge that language barrier, but um, it was actually even better to have our own people because it, it meant that our people could bridge that gap for us, and they built relationships in a way that we just weren't able to, um, and, and they were able to kind of lead that charge of, of making that connection. And we'll talk a little bit more about relationship in a minute. <laughs> Just one of you can hold it for now. Scoot this way. Yeah. So the first thing we want to ask you is just what part of the trip was the greatest blessing to you? And you're both first timers this year, right? Yes. Okay. So what, what was the biggest blessing to you? So um, I didn't want to go. <laughs> and uh, over the years my wife has always been like telling me you need to go you need to go and every time they say about missions she always went like this and so um, I wasn't going to go last year but um, it seems like God wanted me to go that year or la last year 
And for me, like, for me, praying, saying, why do I need to go? Because I didn't want to go. Like, I was saying that it wasn't for me. But for me, saying, why do you want me to go? Why do I need to be there? And whenever, in the middle of the week, when we were there, um, just the, um, the way we got to talk to the teens and stuff, it just it made me realize that that's why God wanted me to go there. So that made my whole trip. It's just, it was great um, to, to be able to connect to them and to actually, you know, tell them why, why we were there and, and why we, we, we go as a group there to, to, to help, not, not necessarily to help, but to, to show God's love. And um, after that, it, was just, it just made my trip. My, like, I know that God wanted me to be there for that reason, so that, that's why I... So if there's someone here who's like, I don't want to go. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. I'm just keep praying and yeah. saying. Claudia, what, what would you say? What's the greatest blessing of the trip for you? Um, I think the entire trip was a blessing. Um, I have to say it also that I had no desire to go. I know Nathan been been asking for the past three years, and I said no. And... Um, <laughs> Leah, Leah was the one that said, Mom, we really need to go. Mm. And then I had dreams that I needed to go. And I think I, I shared those with Nathan. And then financially, I had a, a, a donor that really made that possible in addition to that. The entire uh, trip was a blessing because I was able to build personal uh, relationships and um, not just me, but I was with uh, different small groups. And I think those groups, uh, we all gained uh, more understanding. Uh, we were able to actually go to different homes and see the poverty level. I think there's a big difference between U.S. poverty than a different country, the poverty level. Um, I saw Jesus, God, I saw him everywhere we went because, just to give you an example, uh, we were in a, in a house. They just had the basic things that they need. I mean, they cannot afford the wants or um, like we do. You know, we can charge it. We can just get it and whatever. But uh, just to give you an example, a group of us were in the kitchen, and the lady only had two knives to chop onions, things like that. And one of the ladies went to her neighbor and said, hey, can I borrow your knives? Uh, so poverty brings people closer, and that was a lesson for me because I, I don't, we don't do things here like that. Another, uh, this other lady, I mean, they had to basically, we have lawnmowers to mow the lawn. So she went and asked neighbors, let me borrow your machetes so we can get rid of the grass. So a lot of people depend on each other. Um, another example would be uh, kids. We have the luxury that we have clothes on our back to go to school. Some of these kids at an early age um, are working to uh, buy their own school supplies, their uh, clothing uh, to bring uh, food on the table. So some of these kids, I mean, at an early age have been taught, if you want to go to school, you need supplies, you've got to work for your supplies. So, I mean, I can go on and on about different lessons, but I think that Northwest, um, I just want you to know that what you give to, North, to March for Mission blesses many people. Um, uh, you, you kind of 
you kind of already started on, on the answer to the next question I wanted to ask. You know, we go so often go on a trip thinking we're going to show them God. And yet you already talked about how you saw God in them and in, in the way they responded. What else did you see God doing while you were in Honduras? Uh, oh, my gosh. I saw many things. I would, uh, one Less than three. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, and you okay. can make him go first if okay. you want. No, I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. There's a um, there was a, a mom and a husband and a newborn. The dad and we're talking about a small village. Um, the dad went to the store to go buy things, grocery shopping, basically, and. Uh, some guys killed the guy, the guy because of the groceries. They needed the food too, and the money. So this mom now had to depend on a babysitter who is 13 years old, while she went and sold vegetables in the city. So right there, it tells me that I saw Jesus helping this mom. Another example was that another lady she had. Um, her hot husband got killed again because of poverty, food, money. And um, uh, I asked the lady, where's your husband, this other couple? And, I, and she said, well, my husband is helping that lady. And I asked her, why is he helping that lady? Because she needs help. She's a single mom, and, and, she, and he needs to work her land. And I said, why, what do you guys gain from doing that? I want to understand more. And she said, um, Claudia, by us helping others, we know that others will help us. So um, they're just saying that they, they believe in Jesus, they believe in God, that by helping others, they will also be helped some way in the future. Yeah, uh, Rafael, same, same question. Where did, where did you see God doing things in Honduras? And Well, um, the whole time we were there, it was... Um, our mission was to show them that God loved them and no matter what or who they were or what their situation was, that God loved them and we were trying to show them that. So like um, when we had the teens over when we were at the Carsons, a lot of the times we would just sit there and play games. Sometimes they wouldn't um, play with us or they wouldn't talk. They kind of just kind of separated. but. Um, I remember one evening we were sitting down and we were talking to Tracy and the kids kind of, we were playing games and they got tired of playing games because they didn't understand it, but they were, um, they were asking um, pretty much why, why did we go there? And for whenever we were translating that, like they asked Tracy, why, why do you keep coming? Why, why you come and, and for for them to see when Tracy said I don't I don't come I come to um, I came because of you like I don't know Jimmy Jimmy asked him uh, asked her why why do you keep coming and for Tracy to say I come because of you because I want to know how you're doing and it it kind of changed everything from there. Because they were more open to what we were like. Any question we asked them, they were like replying, asking questions. They were talking to us. They were playing with us. And, and I think after that, that 
that part, I mean, everybody was getting together and stuff, and, and I mean, I don't know, it's, it was just, yeah, to show them that love, you know, God loves them was, it was amazing for me and to, I think for everybody, because, I mean, we, we were there for that, to show them that we love them no matter what, and that God loves them no matter what, it, it I think, I think we were able to do that, and so that, that was great. Yeah, uh, relationships play a big part of our trip to Honduras, and um, I think it, just like you would be surprised to hear if people just, they, we come for them, right? And, and so that's a huge part of it. Um, God's definitely at work, I think, in Honduras when we're there and also when we're not. Um, what is the thing that you have brought home? What's the, what, what has happened uh, since then, the part of the trip that stuck with you that really has made a, a continuing impact on you because you went. You, neither of you wanted to, and, but you did by being obedient to the call of God. And what, what has changed? What has made an impact? Well, um, for me, knowing that God wanted me to go there last year was, I mean, he was talking to me. He was talking to my heart. He knew I needed it, and I was just being stubborn. Um, I could speak the language, and I didn't want to use that. So for me to do that and open up more and, like, be able to help and stuff like that, it, it helped out a lot. Um, it seems like I'm more involved here, too. Um, I'm trying to get more involved uh, in the church and then um, just praying to God that he continues to use me. And, um, I mean, I guess I'm praying more for the mission now that I always have, I guess. Um, for the Carsons and stuff like that. I mean, for the teens, uh, they need a lot, uh, a, a lot of prayers for, I mean, it's not the same here than it is there. It's not, it's not the same for us to be here and, uh, you know, like, we, we could pray for them, but they, they're going through some stuff that we, we don't understand. We don't see it all the time, but uh, for me to to see see that I grew up in Mexico but to to see that it's I don't know it changed me um I need I don't know I think I'm closer to you guys because of that too so uh. Thank you. that's awesome Holly what yeah. would you say <coughs> lasting impact oh, I think that in my situation sometimes I value things uh work uh my priorities are not right sometimes and I came back knowing that I need to value relationships. Uh, I do struggle with that sometimes. Uh, not value like the TV, go shopping, go out to eat, but relationships and questions that I have uh, started asking myself is, am I adding value to another person? Um, do I care? Do I want to have relationships with people? Uh, I just just a lot of questions. Uh, uh, just to value pe- value people, uh, everybody has a story, and what are those stories? I can always just like in my trip to Honduras, there's a lot that I've learned that I can apply to my life, and um, something that I'm recently working um, is uh, just trying to live intentionally. Um, um, sometimes we love our things instead of people, so I'm trying to work in that area in my life this year. Um, 
that's what I brought home and that's what I'm work I've been working on. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming and for being willing to share part of your story with us. So you see on the screen behind us um, kind of some of the top five things that are, are the activities that we do, the stuff that we are participating in. So you heard some of the parts of those stories um, you know, come out from these contexts. Um, that first one though, building relationships with the BC teens. BC up there stands for Breaking Chains. That's the ministry in Honduras that we work with. And the teens refers to the young adults um, who live at the Breaking Chains building. And so you heard some of those stories, especially from Raphael talking about those, those individuals. So we have with us another really special person who uh, actually went not just with us for the short term, but for a longer short term mission and is returning again. So we're getting not only a report, but a preview of what you're going to be supporting in this year's mission work. If you don't know, this is Alex Smith. Uh, Alex, tell us about um, kind of what led up to you um, making a decision. Why did you even want to do an internship with Breaking Chains? Uh, so about five years ago, was it five years ago when we first started? Yeah. Um, but me. And the spot opened up and everybody was telling me, yeah, go. You should go. And I was like, eh. But I ended up going and I went for a week and what we call the bug down there is I caught the bug. So uh, I kept going for about five years, and it's just something that always was a part of me. And so, sorry if I get a little emotional. My last year, it really affected me. I felt God inside me. And it's something that I'll never forget. And I'll keep going year after year, no matter where I'm at. Ah, oh, man, it's just incredible. The way I see people move, the way I see my brother and all these other teams, affects you. These people struggle. And it just keeps me coming back, and that's what's led up to it. And if I wouldn't have kept going or if I wouldn't have said yes that first year, I wouldn't be who I am today. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we'll ask you some of those similar questions. I mean, obviously, it's, it's really affected you. Can you maybe explain a little bit what, what some of the blessings are that you've received because you said yes that first time and caught the bug and have kept going? So, uh, I was really quiet for like the first five years. I'd like, I'd be involved and I'd be doing my thing. Wait, sorry, what was the question? I'm not what what, <laughs> what, what uh, blessings have you received because you've been going oof. to Honduras? Like, uh, have you been blessed okay, by, blessing, by being yeah, there? Yeah. So I've been really blessed to be more outgoing. Uh, I was never really out there trying to put myself out there for God and trying to motivate people that we're not just there because we want to make ourselves feel better that we want to be there so that we can show them that God loves them too. And, uh, yeah, it's just, being out there is something that, no matter where you go, if you understand that, ah, man, it's just hard to explain. But, 
sorry. I'm losing You're good. my mind. You're good. That's a great blessing. Just let them know what Breaking Change does in the lives of the teens that it's working with. What's kind of the goal that they have in building those relationships? Okay, so their goal. Um, I always thought the goal was just to help people. But they built in my mind, and all the interns agreed with me when we talked about this for a couple of weeks, is that uh, the real goal is to build relationships. Because without relationships, there's no point in the work you do. If you go and build a house, it's not going to make an effect if you don't talk to that person. Because it's just another house. It's just... But I'd say our biggest thing is to build relationships and to uh, bring as many people as we can, to help as many people as we can, and to show them that no matter who they are, God loves them. And I want to ask one question. Uh, if there's someone here that's considering praying for one of our missionaries every day, what kind of a difference do you feel like that makes, having been on the mission field and knowing that people are praying for you? Um, when I was, uh, going through group through group, um, people would always encourage me, say, uh, things like, uh, it's incredible what you're doing and all that, and, uh, and then I'd get people who'd say, I'll pray for you, and the more I realized more people were praying for me, and that I was praying that I saw more change in myself. And I saw more change in Breaking Chains because we did a lot of things that I've been praying about. And uh, if it wasn't for them, like, and praying for it, I don't think we'd, the organization would be the way they are today. So I think praying for it is a huge impact, whether it's one person or it's 10,000. So. All right. <laughs> I don't have a way to. Thank you for sharing all of this with yeah. us. This this has been really um, encouraging. I want to keep talking to you, but we've got to get some of the teens up here too. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. Yeah. So if we can have some of those teens that that committed to come up, come on, guys. They're all shy. They all said, "Do I have to do this by myself?" No. You can all come together. So as Kent mentioned, this, this is the youth group's mission trip, and, and we kind of spearhead it, but it is not just teenagers, but the, these are four of the uh, eight teenagers that we were able to take with us um, to Honduras, and uh, um, we'll, we'll let you guys get to share a little about, a bit about your experiences. So first, just how many years have you gone to Breaking Chains? Um, I've been there for two years. Two years. Also two years. One year. Okay. Now Very go good. back and tell everyone your names. <laughs> Emily. I'm Evan. I'm Caleb Baker. Donovan Green. No, I need, to, I need to do something quickly. My kids think that your names collectively are Kevin, but you are Caleb and Evan, right? Okay. <laughs> Donovan, you are not friends with Kevin. At least not, 
Okay. <laughs> Just need to clarify that briefly. Yeah, so talk to us. Tell us, where have you seen God at work when you guys have gone to Breaking Chains, uh, whether it was at work through you or at work in the people that you encountered? Um, okay, so every year I've been there, I think one of the biggest things I've ever seen is, like, every time you go, um, the ability to just, like, open up and talk to people, even with the language barrier. It's like no one, the fear of not of talking to a stranger just leaves. Like, everyone's okay with, with talking to someone new, even if you don't understand them. Um, it's like you understand you're there to, to build relationships, and you aren't, you aren't nervous to talk to them, you're not scared, and you just want to. Awesome. Um, I definitely saw God in the Breaking Chains teens. Because okay. I remember one time, uh, it was last year, it was the devotion. And uh, they all just opened up to us. And it was just crazy all the, to hear all their stories. And it was just really great to hear all of them. And I definitely saw God in them, the Breaking Chains teens. So. Okay. Awesome. Um, I definitely see God in like, um, like everything we do there. Especially when, like, when you're interacting with everyone, like, I, I like to think I'm funny sometimes, but <laughs> um, it's weird when there's a language barrier, but you're all laughing together, and it's just great. Like, you ever see one of those videos on Facebook? It's like in a different language, but it's still funny. It's kind of like that. <laughs> so we're all there laughing together, like on the bus, at the house, when we're building it, all that stuff. And it's just great to see everyone there having a good time and also like having those moments of where like you're touching everyone's hearts or they're touching yours and it's just, it really gets you sometimes. And just, you definitely see God in those moments. <laughs> they probably all took yours already, but, but think of some way that you saw God at work when you went to uh, Honduras this summer. Well, I mean, really all the same things, like all the BC teens there and everyone we worked with and the people we built the house for. Talk about the house building a little bit. Where did you see that uh, God worked through the house building or the people that we built the house for? Um, the lady we built the house for was, I don't know, I mean, she didn't have a house. So she went to her friend's house and still made us food while we were building the house for her. And let's and what about the trip has had the most lasting impact on you? Either since you've been back this year or in the years that you've been going. You can pass the mic if you want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> What's made a lasting impact on you? Definitely the Breaking Chains teens there, especially the ones that live in the house with us. Um, I mean, they know both languages, so it's easier to interact. But, like, they, they like just the same things that we do most of the time. So, like, we're all having a good time, and when we all sit down and worship together, I like to sing and all that stuff, and it's just cool to hear all their voices together and harmonize. When I come back from Honduras, I just notice how thankful I am for like what I have and being able to flush toilet paper. 
<laughs> but um, true, just, true. It's just nice, <laughs> nice to be blessed with what I have, and you know, it's the people in Honduras. They they're blessed with what they have, and they don't have as much as us Americans have. And you know, some of us aren't as thankful for what we have, and it's just really changing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I kind of have to piggyback off what he said. Just um. Like, you never notice how much you have in comparison to them. So you kind of just become happy for what you have. And you always want something more, but at the same time, you understand that maybe you might not be able to get more. So you just have to be content with what you have. So, Okay. Emily, did you think of something that's made a lasting impact on you? What have you brought home from Honduras that's changed you? Our privileges in a first world country, really, just... We have a lot more than they have when we have, I don't know, like we have first world problems and we call them that because they're not very big problems. So it's changed your perspective kind of on what you go through. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for coming up. Appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. Um. So that, that gives you a real kind of overview of the Honduras trip and how it, the impact that it has on people. Uh, but we also want to briefly introduce you to our other mission efforts, uh, which brings us to the Northwest March for Missions Lightning, Lightning Round. round. <laughs> I brought cards. I know. I wanted to bring cards, and I didn't work hard enough to make that happen. All right. Let's not give any credit. Okay. <laughs> The first one we want to talk about in March for Missions, other missions that you'll be supporting this year. And, and we want to do this not just so that you'll know what your money is going to, but we really want you to be praying for these ministries. So next week we're going to start really challenging you more to think about which one of these you want to be praying about or maybe which one of these you want to be participating in. Right. So as we think about not just outsourcing our mission effort to these missionaries, but coming alongside them and fully participating spiritually, financially, uh, and maybe even physically with them, uh, what might that look like? Uh, the first one that we're supporting is World Bible School. World Bible School. And it is what it's always been, and it is also so much more. Um, world Bible School is still doing mailers and Bible studies all over the world. Uh, you may or may not know we've got a ton of Bible School, World Bible School material in the office. Uh, Donna McNeely, I mentioned her as a missionary of Northwest last year, has done hundreds of Bible studies oh. by mail. Uh, for many yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about how many years though, right? <laughs> right. Uh, many years and, and has done that. But World Bible School is also rolling out new products that are fully utilizing technology and the internet and apps that are going all over the world. Uh, they're able to do online Bible studies in parts of the world where they couldn't get letters in the past. Uh, world Bible School it says that they can, for every $1 donated, can set up one Bible study, wow. which is just incredible. So here in a couple of months, we're going to have uh, Pat Brown uh, come and, and do some training and let us also know about their new Bibles they have that have integrated kind of Bible study materials and the scripture in one thing. Uh, so he'll be talking to you about it. If you're interested in doing Bible studies online, he's going to tell you how to do it. Lightning round. Okay. <laughs> our next one is Joseph Shulam in Israel. Um, the truth is we don't often talk about our heritage coming from the Jews as Christians, and when we do, it isn't always in positive manner. But I'm excited that we at Northwest have been partnering with Joseph Shulin for many years 
because Jesus himself was a Jew. And he came first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles, us. And so I think it's a great thing that we are not only supporting mission work over there, um, but that it's in the very place that Jesus lived with the very people that he shares a heritage. And I was really impressed when I got to meet Joseph Shulam. Um, that he's such a knowledgeable and yet gentle man, and, and he has the same heart that it seemed like Paul had. We were talking about the heart and the, of Paul in the scripture we read. Paul said at one point he would give up his own salvation if only it would ensure the salvation of the Jewish people. And so we are partnering with Paul, with Jesus, to reach uh, the Jews through Joseph Shulam. We're also continuing our work with Shepherd's Hill International, which some of you may be more familiar with the phrases give a goat or the Cariaga family. Uh, the Cariagas are no longer involved in that actual organization. However, their legacy of mission work to the Philippines continues through that work. Uh, we're excited about working with them. We've been involved in that work in the Philippines. We're one of the first churches to come on board and supporting it. We've got a great history uh, in the past with that work, but also in the present. Um, you may have met the chairman of Shepherds Hill International uh, is Dennis Matthews. Uh, and we've also got board members that are here at this congregation with uh, Betty Massey and Jim Fincher. And, and Claudia Tripp has been involved with that group in the past. Uh, an incredible ministry that we're connected with in more ways than one. Uh, but really seeking uh, to connect to people in the Philippines through agriculture and goat herding, uh, through disaster relief. Uh, all of which is intended not just to provide for people physically, but to open the door to incredible spiritual growth and for sharing the gospel with them. So uh, lots of exciting stuff going on in the Philippines. Yes, and we also support Jeremy, uh, Jeremiah and Brittany Hostetter. Uh, their work in Cameroon in the last several years. Uh, if you've had the privilege of meeting them, then you know what special people that they are. Uh, if you've been at any of their recent mission reports, then you know many of the great joys and dangers that they have been experiencing. Uh, to me, this particular mission effort is one that really shows the full partnership that we have with our missionaries. It's not just been a money support, it's been a prayer support, it's been emotional support, it's been the building of relationships between us and the missionaries. Uh, and that's why we will be hearing from Jeremiah later this month, uh, and you'll want to pay special attention. Be here on that Sunday to hear all about what they've been doing and what they plan to do moving forward because of the great dangers that they uh, have now in Cameroon. Next up is Ben and Sonila Lika. Uh, ben and Sonila are missionaries in Athens, Greece. They work with Athens International Bible Institute. Uh, a lot of the work that, that Benny does there, uh, Benny does a lot to train um, students from all over that region of the world, which includes the Middle East and Africa, uh, Asia and Eastern Europe, these students come into Athens because it's an incredible international hub. And while they're there, they decide to start training in how to be missionaries, and then they go back home with the gospel. So, so Benny is able to become a, a, a missionary to future missionaries. And at the same time, partnering with the church to do incredible work with the refugee crisis that Athens is experiencing, what is uh, in the news, a refugee crisis is in their ministry uh, a gospel opportunity and one that right. they're continuing to do great things through. Yeah, and connected to that, we have uh, Mr. Day. Uh, Mr. Day working with the preaching school in Athens, obviously no stranger to this church, and we've heard plenty of kind words about Bill over the last several months, uh, but I want to say that I find it admirable um, that after having his time on the mission field, he didn't leave that place and leave that place. 
He has continued through the years to have a heart for Athens, for Greece, and we have not only as a church supported him in doing that, but we have encouraged him to continue on in that. Um, It's wonderful that he is training missionaries from all over the world at that preaching school, um, but he also works with the local church. Um, And and we feel like he is a a rock in Northwest history. He is a rock in the church in Greece as well. Which is why we're changing his name to Peter. (laughs) (laughs) We also want to talk about uh, Chad Wagner. For many years, we've been supporting Doug Wheeler, who does a lot of work in Nigeria. Uh, Doug goes to Nigeria and helps to establish churches, do work on churches physically, but also spiritually training and equipping ministers and preachers. Uh, we trust, have trusted Doug for many years uh, to make sure that the funds that we give him get to several Nigerian preachers who are then able to present the gospel in Nigeria. Uh, so this ministry is really exciting to me in that it's not outsiders bringing the gospel in. It's indigenous preachers that are Nigerian, that know the culture, the language, the people, their community. Uh, we're in- equipping them and empowering them to be the missionaries and ministers in their own uh, towns and villages. Uh, Doug is no longer doing that, but Chad Wagner has taken over that ministry. And so we continue to support uh, missionaries in uh, Nigeria through that work. Yes, yeah, so next up we have the India Children's Home and Vineth Williams. Um, we have an incredible legacy of mission work here at Northwest, as we all know, among our very own members. And uh, this mission work is connected to one of those. Betty Massey really care, carries the heart at Northwest for this work. And when the Bible calls us to care for widows and orphans, it didn't just mean those who are close to home. And so we support an orphanage over there in India. Uh, Vinith has uh, made sure to keep us up to date. I I love that we get these videos that we get to see from him and all the work that they are doing. Uh, And he is also trying currently to secure what he needs to come over here and to train underneath uh, our own Bill Day here in the States so that he can take that better equipping and go back and continue the work in India. All right, only a few more laps. Hang in there. Rodney Britt goes to Ghana. Um, Rodney. Rodney Britt goes to Ghana, West Africa. He goes uh, three or four times a year for several weeks at a time. Uh, While while he is there, he and the teams he travels with, I'll tell you, if if you spend any time with Rodney, he gets more and more passionate about telling people the gospel story every day. And he loves going over there, sharing the gospel, coming alongside the Ghanaian churches, Uh, preaching and teaching there, equipping ministers, uh, baptizing and converting people, and strengthening churches so that it continues to do the work uh, even when they're away. Uh, Short-term missions with long-term impact is really what they're aiming for uh, in that work. Awesome. Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. Uh, Alton often leads the way here at Northwest when it comes to local missions and to looking out for the down and out. Uh, His ministry that he's begun called Highways and Byways continues to remind us that there are people right here in Oklahoma City that we can help and who need to know God's love as well. It's so awesome that we have a map full of missionaries. It's even more awesome that that there's not a hole right here in Oklahoma City. But we uh, have a missionary right here among us doing work that we partner along with. And I want to say thank you to all of you, many people in this church, who have supported that ministry financially, as well as with your time making lunches and and going out. And so uh, we support Alton and the Highways and Byways ministry. 
Uh, and also with Kaiser Elementary, one of our major local outreach efforts, uh, we've really keyed in to Kaiser as an opportunity for us to build bridges into our neighborhood uh, through serving kids. Because it's right here in our neighborhood, we know that we're connecting with the people that are right around us. Uh, it's a very high-need school. Uh, and one of the things that I love, uh, I don't know if you can see this note, uh, we heart Northwest Church of Christ. Uh, and if we could keep being a church that, that connects with those kids in a way that, that throughout their life they know that they've, got, uh, they've been loved by this church and can love this church back, it opens the door for relationships. Uh, we've done a great job of taking our, God's love to them. Uh, we're looking this year to start creating more opportunities to be inviting them into our community and getting that two-way bridge going with Kaiser Elementary. So we're excited about that. Yes, Kaiser is very, very exciting. And to continue this theme of legacy of missionaries and mission work here at Northwest, uh, we want to make sure you know about Alex Smith, who is going back to Honduras, as we mentioned, and Nash Scott going to Ireland. Um, as a youth minister, often other youth ministers will encourage me to say, Continue to speak the truth. Continue to live out the gospel, even when it seems like teenagers are not listening and they're on their phones all the time. And that's a great thing for me. Uh, we often talk to older kids and we say, hey, you've got to realize these younger kids, they're watching you, they're learning from you, they're seeing what you're doing, and they're going to act just like you. Well, the truth is that's also true about you. You, as the adults of this church, have been a grand example to our younger people of what it means to be an active part of the mission field. And so we have Alex and Nash as prime examples of the impact of the legacy of mission work here at Northwest. And we are proud to provide support as they spend extended time this summer in different parts of the world working to us with the established missionaries to further share God's love. And Nash, if you don't know him, is Vita Graham's grandson. So if you ever see a young man sitting with, with Vida, that's Nash. He was, we sent him to do a couple months of mission work in Brazil last year. He's going to uh, Ireland this year. So we're excited about Nash uh, and what he's doing. Um, and then last but not least, Jake and Tanya Wilson uh, this last year uh, finished their work in Ecuador uh, with Hacienda of Hope. Uh, children's school and, and orphanage that's there. Uh, they've moved back to the States. Uh, they had an incredible impact on Hacienda of Hope and the work that they did there in Ecuador. Uh, we're excited that they brought their part in that to a close, uh, but that has not ended our support immediately. We are still spending this year uh, helping Hacienda of Hope as they transition to new leadership and new people involved. Uh, the work and the legacy and the spirit continues to work through the effort and to connect God to people and people to God at Hacienda of Hope in Ecuador. Uh, but this is our last year to be supporting and working with them. We did it. <laughs> All right. Um, we do have a lot to celebrate. Because I, God is up to something at Northwest. God is using this church to take the gospel into all the world. God is using this church to take it into our neighborhood and the highways and the byways. And, and the question is, do you want to be a part of it through prayer, through living, and giving in 2019? And I hope you're excited as we launch our March for Missions for what's, what's to come. Listen, if you're here this morning uh, and you've been listening to this and you're thinking there's energy here, there is energy here, but it's not our energy, it's God energy, it's gospel energy, it's the Holy Spirit power in us and through us. Right. And if you've never accepted that, that Holy Spirit power by being saved by Jesus Christ through baptism, uh, why not today? 
If you need to do that or have any other need, please come forward this morning as we stand and sing.